Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back, Five Fans, to another episode of the Zone Boxing Show podcast. This is episode number three. You know, we got to chop it up about... In the books. Yeah, that's right. Andy Not Ruiz. Yet. I guess you say in the books when you finish. Yeah, we're, we're doing it now. What are you talking about? In the books. I mean, let me finish first. The book, the book just started. I know you guys enjoyed the Andy Ruiz Luis Ortiz showdown last Saturday. We got to break that down, man. Uh, yes. See what's next for both fighters. Both? Uh, you want the 43 year old man to continue, huh? I mean, listen. He earned he it. He, I'm not saying he earned, earned it, fight. but dang, bro. My goodness. Look, he showed skill. He won that last round. That fight was close. Could have been a draw. All right. I want to know. I want to know why nobody ever went to Luis Ortiz and said, my man, you came from Cuba. You didn't have a a birth certificate. You can give any age you want. (laughs) Why (laughs) give the one you did? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. No. Did you give the truth, brother? You know, you went a little (laughs) bit lower. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? If if Dominican, if Dominican baseball players go a little bit lower, I think Cuban boxes. Can go a little lower oh, too. In fact, if he would have been higher, maybe would it would have been more, you know, it would have been something that would have been invited even more. Let's say a fifty-year-old guy competing at that level. I mean, no. come on, I'm not saying he's fifty. I, I know what you wrong. mean. I know what you mean, but he ain't even get to a title yet. It was okay watching Bernard do that because he's already Bernard. But you talk about. Luis Ortiz, you ain't get to a title yet. You're not gonna get no fights if you well, tell well, the truth that you're well, 50. Well, listen, we'll, we'll we'll break the fight down. I, I, I'll tell you who I think that Andy should face next, and if Andy, uh, if Ortiz should continue to move forward. Also, we got to break down this weekend. It's going down across the pond. I mean, it is look, we all saw on the Garden Barack how big Katie Taylor and the man that Serrano was. This is a huge showdown yes. between Clarissa Shields, Savannah Marshalls. And the co-main is just as good as a, a main event, Michaela Mayer versus Alicia Bumgarner. I'm excited about that. So we're going to break that fight down, that card down as well. And so we got me, Clarissa Shields as a guest. So y'all better quote, stay tuned. The quote, that's right. And she can't stand Savannah Marshall. So you guys are going to want to hear her opinion on all of that. All right. So, um, but first, uh, let's recap that heavyweight showdown that we were just discussing. Let's talk about that. No, Barack, first thing I want to say is kudos to a guy by the name of Luis Ortiz that some people guess his age. Reportedly, it's 43. Some think it's a lot older. Who knows? We don't really know the truth of that. We do know that this is a boxer that has always been willing to fight everybody and anybody. And he got in the ring with the young former unified champ, Andy Ruiz. People talk about the way his body looks, but his hand speeds and skills is, are up to par. And we knew going into this fight, at least I did, Barack, that there was some shakiness going on with Ortiz. If you look back at the at the fight with Charles Martin, it wasn't easy on his feet. He got hurt several times in that fight, dropped several times. So when he first landed the big shot against Ortiz and he went down, I'm not going to lie to you, Barack, 
I thought it was the beginning of the end, and he impressed me with what he did after that. I didn't think that. I didn't think that the first time he got knocked down. And I know his style. I know his style to try to not look like he's hurt, to not really even run, but to actually go after you and use his jab. I thought he was done after the third knockdown. I believe that happened in the seventh round because the way he fell, dropped to his knees and then slumped over was the same way he fell against Deontay Wilder in the second fight. You know, so I thought, Wow, that's it. It's over. But it just goes to show the resiliency of, of, of Luis Ortiz. But one thing I noticed is that that off-balance style he had against Charles Mont Martin, I didn't see that. Maybe his resistance is not great anymore. Maybe, because he took shots from Deontay Wilder, you know, during those uh, first two fights, and he stood up after some of those shots. You know, so maybe his resistance is not the same anymore. But when you're talking about skill, the man has exceptional skill. And that's what I said before the fight. The man was able to keep Ruiz at bay. There was rounds where Ruiz, there was one round where Ruiz landed one punch. And I think he only threw nine. And, and I don't know why. I just think it was the good offense of Luis Ortiz. I think he hits hard enough to keep every fighter a little honest, you know, and he's crafty enough to keep you off balance and keep you to, uh, resetting. And I don't want to take a, a, away from Andy's win. Congratulations to him on, on fighting such a skilled fighter and coming up with the win. I thought the fight was very close. Uh, we all know that in that that first, uh, those two knockdowns, the second knockdown wasn't really a valid knockdown. It wasn't hit. It was more of a push and a slip. He didn't land a punch. So that round that was 10-7, if I'm not mistaken, that was the second round, Barack. And it was a 10-7 round and I don't, I don't think uh Ruiz deserved that uh 10-7 round 10-8 because he did score a big knockout and that played a little part in the, in the scorecards but it still would have gave Ortiz the win right but th the fact that he did go after being hurt several times in that fight and finished the way he did finished strong in that fight the way he did in the 12th round and one rounds later on in the fight you know the fight was pretty close honestly if it would have been a draw I don't think anybody would have complained about that, but we know that Andy's a younger fighter. There's a potential fight with Deontay Wilder. They're both from the same stable, and Deontay has a fight in front of him against Hellenius, but that seems like it would be the natural progression, maybe Andy Ruiz versus Deontay Wilder early next year. So there's a lot for him to lose. And look, there's no question about it. Andy has skills, fast hands. He's a great counter puncher. He loves, I mean, Loved staying in the pocket. If you get close enough to him, if you get close enough to him, he's going to land some shots. He's going to counter. You know, so he throws with guys. So guys that are a lot longer than him, it's best to stay away from him, which Ortiz was doing at times, Brock. When he was moving around, landing that jab, and once in a blue, he'll drop the left hand, and then he'll block. He'll wait for that counter. A lot of times Ortiz waited for that counter and blocked it. And again, this is not an Ortiz show. We, we, I'm just breaking down, again, I'm just breaking down Sounds like how, how good of a fighter he is. And it, it, it's a testament to why a lot of guys didn't want to fight him and credit to Deontay for fighting him twice. Uh, so, but moving on to Andy, what's next for Andy? There are a lot of fights out there in the heavyweight division, but there's one fight that I'm most excited about if I was a matchmaker, Barack, if I wanted to make a match. We all know the Deontay fight sounds great, but there's another guy yeah. oh. on the PBC side who's a bit shorter than Deontay. 
very explosive like Andy Ruiz, very skilled, and he's Cuban. And no, it's not Ortiz, but it's the Flash. That's right. Frank Sanchez is a perfect matchup for Andy Ruiz. In my opinion, that's the fight that needs to be made next. I know Deontay has a fight ahead of him coming up soon, but he's going to need some time after that if he takes care of business with Hellenius. You know, these big superstars, they fight twice a year. So I think if Andy want to get right back, wants to get right back out there, maybe possibly in December, why not against Frank Sanchez, who is chasing and wants all the big fights? Another Cuban. I never thought about that fight. That's that's interesting. I'm looking forward to, you know, Deontay Wilder fight. Should he get past Hellenius? I'd like to see that fight, maybe even in New York. Um, that would be a good fight. Another Cuban, this time not 10 years older than you, but actually younger than you. Very, very skillful, can move as well. I, I think um, I think Frank Sanchez is a tough fight for anybody. Um, I think I don't want to compare it to Luis Ortiz because Luis Ortiz is very, very crafty. He's left-handed. I mean, even the judges thought that was a close fight because two of the judges scored it 114 to 111. That's saying that each fighter won six rounds. And the other judge actually gave seven rounds to Ortiz. So he was saved, just like Sean Porter said on a, on a broadcast, he was kind of saved by those knockdowns, you know? And it, it would take Ortiz to win at, at more than eight rounds in order to win, you know? So it was a tough fight and it would take him to win eight rounds to win that. It was a tough fight. And I think Frank's, Frank Sanchez would be even tougher for him with young legs and the boxing ability he has and the pop he has as well. Yeah, I mean, and as far as Luis Ortiz, I think the way he finished that fight towards the end will probably earn him another payday, another fight with somebody. Maybe he goes in there with his fellow countryman, Frank Sanchez. Who knows? But he finished strong. But I'm not sure if he can compete at the level to compete with the big names in the sport, the Joshua's, the uh, Furies, and the Usex of the world. I, I think he, he can compete to... with everybody. When it's I just that compete, 43? I'm, I'm like, should being, you? Uh, is it going to be a competitive fight throughout the fight? Is it going to be a fight I think where, so. where the I odds think... are going to be close? No, he's going to be I a think heavy, he... This heavy one was close. Door. This one was close. Yeah, but, he won but, seven rounds. But like... Because he was dropped several times yeah. from a guy that's a lot smaller, though he's heavy-handed and fast-handed. Smaller but heavier. Right. Smaller but heavier. Right, but... right. But you wouldn't call him, you know, a Deontay Wilder, a Fury, or a Joshua in terms of being heavy-handed and big. I just don't... I just don't see how Ortiz would be able to withstand the power of any of those guys over it. No, no disrespect. To him. I can't Hell believe the fighter. day came that you called Tyson Fury heavy-handed. <laughs> he's heavy-handed. He's a heavy guy. No, he's I know. I know that. He, but, he's, he, he is now. <laughs> but listen, moving moving forward, uh, I like to this see This is twice we're moving forward now. <laughs> I know. Yeah, right? Let's move a little bit more forward, all right? <laughs> um, Andy Ruiz would like to see him against Frank Sanchez. If that's not the fight that happens, then... Uh, Hopefully, is Deontay Wilder. Listen, also this weekend is a trilogy that's about to happen because one guy took care of business in a very, very close fight. Very. That's, right. that's Juan Francisco Estrada. So guess what we're going to see? Chocolatito Estrada 3. That fight is going to go down. It's a, It was a super entertaining fight. Look, Estrada struggled in that fight. Uh, he was fighting somebody that was coming to win Barack. I mean... It was a toss-up. You know, there were some people on social media saying that maybe he shouldn't have got the nod. But guess what? He did. And the fight that we've been waiting for is set. I'm excited, Barack.
I think we all kind of, including Juan Estrada, even though fighters don't admit it, probably we all underestimated Argie Cortez, you know, because he actually hasn't fought anybody. You know, he hasn't really fought any winners, you know, so we didn't know he was going to come in there. Well, we know he's going to be younger, but we didn't know he was going to come in there and and give Juan Estrada such a, a big test. You know what I mean? So, I mean, he almost won the fight, <laughs> you know, he was he around. Felt he did. Yeah. He was around the way from winning that fight. You know, one judge. Well, I, had... I, I ask you this though, with the performance that? that you saw by Estrada this past weekend. Yeah. Um, how do you think he fares against the last version of Chocolatito Gonzalez that we saw See, in the I, ring? That, that's a tricky question because I don't think you're going to get the same Juan Estrada back in the ring with Roman Gonzalez. I think he's going to train different. He's going to train hard. He's going to come in a different mindset. He's going to fight better. And that's just it. Sometimes fighters fight to the level of their opposition. And it's hard to get up for a fighter that you know you're really looking past him. It's hard. You know what I mean? So, well, okay, hard, if you just want to say... Hard, yo, hold up, hold up. It's hard for some fighters. Not guys like Floyd Mayweather. Oh, not that. guys like Andre, Andre Ward. Ward. <laughs> those Bernard guys Hopkins. get up for everybody. Those, got, those, those guys are so special. I don't want to give these guys an excuse when yeah. they don't look good in the ring, give right. them an excuse. Oh, he's not, he's, he's fighting up to the... He's going to fight to the level of his opposition. Mm-hmm. He couldn't get up for this guy. Now, that's the poor excuse. I feel you. I feel you on that. And and no fighter should ever think like that, but that's just reality. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that if we saw Roman Gonzalez against Estrada, we saw Saturday night, then I'd favor, I'd favor Roman, you know, shoot. People thought Roman won that last fight anyway. I'm one of those people. So I'm favoring Roman Gonzalez right now. I'm going to do it months in advance. Normally I don't make predictions this far in advance. I'm saying it right now. Choco oh, Martito. You notice you say that a lot. Roman goes out. No, 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 no. I usually do it. And then when we get week. closer, you're going to change it. You're <laughs> going to say, yeah, I see Juan Estrada, you know, edging it a little. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going with man Chocolatito for that one. Listen, one of the hardest punching heavyweights in history. That's right. All-time great Ernie Shavers passes away at 78 years old. So our condolences and prayers to his loved ones. Let me tell you how powerful being a hard puncher is you just said all-time great he has never won a championship um but he has knocked out how many people uh what he has 68 knockouts out of 74 wins and he's very very well known and i'm I'm sure it was because of muhammad ali fight he rocked muhammad ali during that fight he went 15 rounds with muhammad ali you know um and that made him famous even he attested that 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 made him famous you know but because he's such a hard puncher he became so popular without ever beating muhammad ali and winning a title or beating larry holmes and winning a title he lost to both guys you know larry holmes stopped him you know but because he's a power puncher he will always be remembered and he's always in the talks whether he had a strap or not in power makes you very popular look at jerry cooney jerry cooney now i understand jerry cooney was white and then at that time you know he was the great white hope but that left hook of jerry's will never be forgotten so my condolences goes to the family of ernie shavers he's one of the hardest punchers and nicest guys in the sport of boxing condolences to him and his family. Definitely an all-time great heavyweight. Speaking of heavyweights, drama, fury. Josh, we're going at it on social media. Here's Manix and more touching on that. Let's throw some jabs. The fight starts now! 
Well, Sergio, Anthony Joshua's loss to Alexander Usyk last month appeared to end any chance of an AJ showdown with Tyson Fury. However, with Usyk sidelined until next year, Fury has publicly called out Joshua for a fight in December. Joshua has accepted the fight, at least on social media, and Fury's promoter, Frank Warren, says there have been some preliminary talks about staging the fight. Sergio, is it a good idea or a bad idea for AJ to face Fury before the end of the year? It's a great idea. I love this idea by the Gypsy King, and he's doing what he does best outside the ring, and that's being a promoter. He promotes himself. He goes on social media. He tells you what he wants. He tells you what he's going to do, and he does it. He's a man of his word. I love the fact that he's going for Joshua because this is one of the biggest fights in the world, not only in the UK, not only in England, in the world. It's two big men, and we didn't get to see him for the undisputed championship with all belts on the line, but it's still a fight that people want to watch. It's still a fight that's more popular than Usyk, even though that will be for undisputed. It's just the way it is. Usyk's a nightmare for any heavyweight. Joshua, on the other hand, he's a dream come true for anyone at the heavyweight division. Yeah, I think it's a bad idea. And I think it's a bad idea for two reasons. One, I don't think Anthony Joshua right now is anywhere close to his best. I think he has a confidence issue as a fighter, having lost two in a row to Alexander Usyk. And I think he needs more time with his new training staff, be it Robert Garcia continuing on as his trainer or somebody else being brought in to compliment Angel Fernandez. I just think he needs more time with the people in his corner. That's why I think he should follow the plan that I've laid out before, which is something of like a Dave Allen type fight in December, something like a Dillian White type fight in the first quarter of 2023, and then see where he is. On top of that, while there's lots of money in a Joshua Fury fight right now, don't you think there's a lot more money in it if Joshua rehabilitates himself with two or three wins and Fury goes on to fight for the undisputed championship in the first quarter of 2023? Joshua versus Fury for the undisputed title in the second half of next year? That's a huge money fight, be it in the UK, the Middle East, or anywhere in the world. Look, if Fury wants to continue on and fight some kind of stay-busy fight, look at someone like Derek Chisora. Derek Chisora wants the fight. He's probably not going to price himself out. That's a big fight in the UK, and Fury would win that one rather easily. I think you put off a Joshua fight as long as you can to make the most money for it six or eight months from now. You are absolutely nuts. Hold, hold that for what? For an, another Andy Ruiz-type upset could come and knock out Joshua? No. Tyson Fury can slip on a banana peel and get injured and, and be sidelined or, or lose against Usyk? No, these are things that you don't wait for. You don't let them marinate. You don't go out and hope for the best. You make it happen while it's still hot. Tyson Fury is the biggest, most popular champion in the world. He's a heavyweight champion. He has that WBC strap, the ring magazine, whether it's in or out. Joshua, on the other hand, former champion, two-time champion. He's still popular. He's still the man. He's still, you know, put him in front of uh, uh, billboards. People are going to know who he is. They're going to want to buy that pay-per-view. The, the selling, the the. The, the promotion of that will be amazing. I'm all in. Make it happen now. No need for them to go elsewhere. This is the time to make it. Because if you don't make it now, it's never going to happen, man. It's then we never get the fights we actually want to see. Uh, no, I'm all for it. 
Yeah, but that's where you're wrong, saying it's never going to happen. Of course it's going to happen. Fury has jumped in and out of retirement like half a dozen times over the last six months. Now he's talking about fighting multiple people in 2023. He said recently, look, if Deontay Wilder beats Andy Ruiz, gets out, guess I'll be facing Deontay Wilder for a fourth time to defend that WBC title. I, I like that your argument against Fury Joshua waiting a little while longer is Fury might slip on a banana peel. Like, I, that's absurd. Like, yeah, Fury theoretically could get beat by Alexander Usyk, but he's going to be a huge favorite in that fight. He's going to have so many physical tools available to him in that fight. And just think about how massive that fight against Joshua would be if Joshua just got a couple of wins under his belt, gets some of that momentum back, gets some experience with that trainer. Usyk wins the Undisputed Championship against, uh, or, uh, sorry, Fury wins the Undisputed Championship against Usyk. That is a massive fight. Not two years from now, but like 10 months from now in September of next year. You're living in a fairy tale world because this is boxing. This is the hurt business and anything can change with one punch. Joshua, we know how vulnerable he is. You said it psychologically. He sometimes has it, he sometimes doesn't. He doesn't know he's juggling trainers here and there. He's, he's training all over the place. We don't know what Yeah, but happened. that's why, Sergio, you don't put him in against somebody real. Like you No, put him that's in why you cash in. That's why you cash in, Mannix, and you get it while the getting's good. Joshua, even though he lost... He put up a good fight in a heavyweight valiant effort. Now roll on to that and to Tyson Fury, the biggest fight in the world. Aside from, from Crawford Spence, that's never going to happen. Give me Fury, where, Joshua. Where was this, hold on. Where was this argument when I was pushing for Ryan Garcia to face Tank Davis? Like, where was this, like, make the fight now while the fight can be made? Where was this? That's a lot different. You're talking about a 23-year-old kid, you know, with, with, uh, with, with issues outside the ring. No, Undefeated that's different. Kid. That's different. We're talking about a grown man in his 30s who's already been to the top multiple times. Totally different story. You're a grown man in his 40s. Yeah, man, but I'm, you know, I'm a kid inside. <laughs> All right, Sergio. One month after seeing a scheduled fight with Asim Rockman Jr. scuttled over a weight issue, Jake Paul is back. Paul will face former MMA star Anderson Silva on October 29th on pay-per-view. Sergio Silva is 47 and best known for his accomplishments in the octagon, but he is 3-1 as a boxer, which includes a win over former middleweight champion Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. So what is your reaction to Jake Paul, Anderson Silva? Why do you do this to me, Mannix? Why do you do this to me? You know it. You know it's not going to be positive. You know, you mentioned Jake Paul as a boxer. It makes me cringe. Now, if you want to attach celebrity boxer to this question, then yeah, I'll answer the question and I'll give you my honest opinion. He stinks. He's not a boxer. He's not a professional fighter. He, until he faces a real professional fighter. I don't care if he's two and two. I don't care if he's 0 and two. As long as he's a professional fighter, I'm gonna give him credit. I'm gonna give him credit for being a promoter, selling the fight, having a lot of fans, bringing new eyes to the sport, supposedly and facing a real professional fighter with a real professional boxing license. Until then, don't give me a 47-year-old uh, Anderson Silva who's been out of the ring. He's been one boxer or three boxers, yeah. But Jake Paul hasn't beaten a boxer, so why am I going to respect this man? I am not going to respect this clown and his circus show going from town to town until he faces a real fighter. Other than that, don't come to me with that nonsense. Well... To be clear, Anderson Silva does have a professional boxing license. He is a professional boxer. Okay. This is a sanctioned fight in Phoenix, Arizona on October 29th. And you mentioned his record. Sergio, I believe in your 10th or 11th professional fight, you fought a guy that was 2-3. and three. You fought a guy 
later in your professional career with a worse record than the guy Jake Paul is fighting right now. I think Jake Paul continues to be held to a standard that fighters like yourself refuse to hold them to. You fought guys with losing records. You fought guys, frankly, far more incompetent than Anderson Silva is. Anderson Silva is coming off a decision win over Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Now, you can say it was a way past his prime, Chavez, who wasn't in shape and wasn't motivated and all those things. But the fact remains that Anderson Silva, at 46, got into the ring with Chavez and beat him. So coming off that win, he had one more win after that as well. So he's got some momentum with three straight wins. This is a perfectly reasonable fight for Jake Paul to take. One other thing, everybody keeps saying, Everybody keeps saying that Jake Paul won't fight a real fighter. He's tried multiple times. He made two fights with Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury backed out of both of them. He made one fight with Asim Rockman Jr. Asim Rockman Jr. could not make weight, and that fight was canceled. I do not want to hear that Jake Paul is not trying to face a, quote, real boxer. He has been trying for almost a year now. It's the real boxers that can't find a way to get into the ring with him. And that's the standard we're holding to real boxers. Uh, Tommy Fury, whose record stinks. I, I've never seen anyone face losers like Tommy Fury. And Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., who, yeah, picked up a belt against Sebastian Zivic sometime somewhere. But we know his training habits. We know that he's not responsible. We know that he goes overweight, that he, his game and heart is not in the game, and he's an embarrassment to the sport. But I would have given Jake Paul credit if he would have faced Chavez Jr. No, Anderson Silva is the one that faced them beat Chavez Jr. Jake Paul still has nobody even relevant to being a professional fighter in his record. He has wrestlers, he has basketball players, and he has dweebs. Other than that, don't come at me with these questions, Mannix. This is a circus, and this is a clown performing in the circus, going from city to city, taking money from suckers. Every sucker is born every day. That's what P.T. Barnum said, and he's cashing in all the way to the bank, laughing. All right, well, I think you're A, butchering the P.T. Barnum line, but B, so you would give Jake Paul more credit if instead of facing Anderson Silva in his next fight, he was facing Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Absolutely. Because at least so you're, hold real, on, hold on, hold boxer. on. Again, just to clarify, you would rather him face Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. than the guy that beat Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Yes, because Chavez Jr. is younger. What is he, 15 years younger than, than Anderson Silva? 47 years old, you shouldn't be in the ring. You shouldn't even be in the ring at 40. At least Chavez still has a three in front of his age. No, man, come on. Age defeats fighters. And you got a Jake Paul who's a younger 28-year-old guy going to face a, a fighter that's almost 50? It's ridiculous. Yeah, but this fighter who's 47, which I don't think is almost 50, 47 years old, is coming off a win over the 30-something-year-old fighter. I don't know why that's not registering with you. Like, who knows what kind of condition Julio Cesar Chavez would come in. If he came in the same condition that he was when he fought Anderson Silva, he would get smoked by Jake Paul. At least Anderson Silva seems to be taking this boxing thing reasonably seriously. He seems to be improving in every single fight. He improved enough to beat a former middleweight champion. I don't want the former middleweight champion in a situation like this. I want the guy that beat the former middleweight champion. I just want him to face a real fighter. He's a great promoter. He has a lot of eyes on him. He, 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 he talks the talk, but he doesn't walk the walk to me until he faces a real professional fighter. And there's a lot of them out there. Pick one. That's when he gets my respect. Other than that, move on. Would you qualify as a real fighter? 
I'm a former champion. I've only been beat by champions. Absolutely. And I'll take that fight. But he will never do it because a body shot or a, I'll chin check him quick. And I'll give him the 15 pounds. He's complaining about 15 pounds. I'll give him 20 pounds. Doesn't make no difference. All right, folks. Friend to the room is joining us now. The GOAT two-time disputed champion, Larissa Shields. What's up, sis? Hey, y'all. September 10th, you finally got the fight that you always wanted. This is the only person that can say one thing about you and that's she beat you 35 years ago uh <laughs> when you when you was when you was a sperm cell you know but but anyway it's it is a build-up it makes sense she did beat you in the amateurs it's a build-up are you more excited about this fight than any other fight ever you know it's hard not to be excited about any fight to me because all my fights are history they're all uh legendary you know um being the first woman to fight the main event at the o2 arena all women's card, you know, this is, uh, this is different, you know, and uh, I'm just excited just because, you know, it, it could be whoever, you know, the fact that it's the girl that beat me in amateurs 10 years ago. I mean, if I really still care, you know, but I don't, uh, it's just the fact that if somebody said that they're better than me and that they can beat me, it's my job as a champion to give them that opportunity. So I'm happy that I'm getting paid a whole bunch of money for this fight. It's a lot of people, interested in this fight it's a story behind it it got some history and uh she's a knockout puncher so all my haters gonna bet their money that i get knocked out and they go lose that money because i'm gonna go in there and smash marshall carissa uh you've had bad blood uh your share of animosity with some of your opponents throughout your career but would you say that with savannah it's the most animosity you ever had towards a fighter do you dislike her more than any other fighter ever more than hammer <laughs> Her and Hammer's like neck to neck, you know what I mean? <laughs> because, see, the thing is with Hammer, and, and me and Hammer actually cordial now, you know? But the oh, thing wow. the thing with Marshall is, what have you done? That's my question. To even say the thing that you say. What have you done? And when you talk about somebody who's so vicious, such a knockout puncher, oh, I can now box you and I can hurt you and I can do this and I can do that. Why you only got one belt in five years? Why? It's a, it's a legitimate question. If you are what you, if you the baddest and you better than me, who got 12 belts, why do you only have one? And no, you cannot say, oh, I'm just so hard to match. No. She went to 175, the easiest weight class in women's body, tried to get a belt there. Couldn't, couldn't get no action there because that weight class don't have no action. Yeah, that's a legitimate yeah. question. She's 168. Mm -hmm. And then came down right, to 160 and is fighting against smaller girls, 130 pounders, 140 pounders, fighting them on a week's notice, on three days' notice, and knocking them out. And now she's a knockout puncher? Please. Mm. Smoke and mirrors. All right. So what do you what do you say to people who because you, you came on our show and you destroyed our bag, you broke it, and we had to return it you know, our punching machine bag. And then since then you went on this worldwide tour, punches everybody's bag in the world, you know, and then you started, <laughs> then you started doing punching videos. I was like, she's going nuts. So yeah, you what do you say to people? Show. You didn't give us no credit. Like I started <laughs> this on No credit. <laughs> but, but why, why don't, what do you say to people that say, because they're saying this a lot, Clarissa, yo, you only have a couple of knockouts. Why are you saying you have knockout power? I fought against top opposition. Mm. 
if they would give me the girls, a girl that's four, four wins and 25 losses, she getting knocked out. <laughs> you mean a girl who coming from 140, she getting knocked out to fight against me. I'm not fighting on girls on three days notice or six days notice. It's not even possible. Every girl want to get paid a whole bunch of money and she want a full training camp and she want all these amenities to get ready for me. The only girl who probably had a full camp for her is probably Hannah Rankin. But I blew Hannah Rankin out too. Like, that's one of my homegirls, you know what I'm saying? But I blew her out 10 rounds to zero and then fought three weeks later against somebody else, Femke. Yes. It was it was one or the other. Like, I fought against Femke first, then Hannah, or Hannah, then yeah. Femke, but it was three weeks apart. So I fought 20 rounds within three weeks. Yeah. Plus a full training camp. So, and it don't matter. You're not able to fight for no belts if you're not fighting against no legitimate competition. Uh, so for me to have 12 belts, I fought against Hannah Gabriel. A lot of girls cannot beat Hannah Gabriel. I mean, a that's a natural progression of a fighter. I mean, a hammer. You can say that about a lot of fighters that had, uh, in the male um, side of things, that had a lot of knockouts early in their career. And as their opposition went up, they weren't knocking anybody. Floyd Mayweather, the, the TBE himself, uh, you know, didn't have a lot of knockouts. So I, I agree with so you on that. women's boxing, we also only got for two minutes. Two minutes. And right. I've always said, like, y'all want us to get knockouts like the men and want to talk about our records, but uh, we only got one more. We, we got a minute less to get the job done and then two rounds less. So 20 minutes compared to 36. So when you be right. saying the men have all these knockouts, they got enough time. Right. Now, uh, now you you go you're on record saying that you you want to be the villain in this fight. You, you're ready for the booze on that side uh, of the Savannah Marshall uh, fans. It's gonna fuel you. But you've been a fan favorite your whole career. You're not used to any booze, at least in the professional rankings. I'm not sure about amateurs. So, how do you know you're ready for that? A ring is a ring. That's it. A ring is a ring, and I know what I'm doing. You know, I've I've traveled the world two times around, two-time Olympic champ. You To become two-time Olympic champ, you don't just gotta fight in America. Right. You gotta, you gotta, I fought in at least 12 different, 12 different countries, came out victorious in all of them. Except when I was an amateur up in my first world championships at 17 up in China. But after that, I haven't had no setbacks. Marshall, she won the, the fight against me in 2012 and guess what? And even in the pros, I don't give a damn. Nothing. Right. So when people were talking about she gonna knock me on and stuff, I can't wait to see it. That's all I'm saying. So when I knock her out, is everybody gonna say I'm the biggest puncher? Or is they gonna say, oh, Clarissa got three knockouts? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's kind of corny. I guess on one hand, you want to sell the fight so you grab whatever you grab, but I think that's kind of corny bringing up amateurs if it's that long ago. I, I can see a mention but making that the full thing of the fight when nobody that brings up. That is the up, whole story. Yeah, if you yeah. ask them, who else has to be in a martial beat in the, in the pros to prove that she's better than me, to prove that she's a better fighter than me? And then they talk yeah. about Femke, a girl who took two to three years off of boxing and also had a shoulder surgery. Come on now. We, she only fought two times after me and her fought three, four years ago, 2018. Yeah. Make that make sense. And then Hannah Rankin, that's our only legitimate knockout. But like, but like I said though, Hannah Rankin has always been too small for 160. And it was right after COVID. So nobody's getting no sparring. You couldn't go out nowhere. 
everybody was protecting their house and Lysol and everywhere. So, like I said, you know, and also she had Hannah Rankin in the back of the head a whole lot. I watched the fight because I had to understand it. I watched it. By the, by the time it was the fifth round, she had Hannah Rankin in the back of the head eight times. And the ref only caught her for it in round five. He finally caught her for it. But she had Hannah Rankin behind the head a whole bunch that fight. And that's how she got the knockout because Hannah Rankin is very, very durable. And, and, and we're seeing that because she's also now a champion at 154. I got to oh, rewatch that fight. Let's talk about the uh, fight on your undercard. It's also a hot fight that everybody's talking about. Baumgartner versus Mayer. We know Michaela Mayer is your people's, but this is a very competitive fight, at least in the boxing world. That's how they see it. How do you see that fight playing out? I think it's going to be a really, really good fight. I think that I've, that I've seen Michaela go through, like, the trenches, you know, not just in the trials, but up in sparring you know, up in world championships. She's always been at the highest level, always meddling. You know, um, the only place that she didn't medal was the Olympics, but I think she got very, very close. And uh, and she's improved and she's been calling out all the girls that she wants to be undisputed. So I think that Alicia is the bomb, you know? She classy, sassy, she got the, she got the muscle, she got the look, um, she can box, but I'm just wondering can she switch up the game plan, you know? Because if you go out there and you're like, oh, there's going to be a boxing match, either girl could win. But if Michaela goes out there and applies the pressure and mix it up like she did against a Hamadouche, Alicia not going to be able to look back and look all cute and stuff. She's going to have to <laughs> put it on the line. And and I've never seen Alicia have to uh, see where her gas tank is. But, but we've seen Mayor go 10 rounds straight, just go, just go. You know, and I, and I think that that's something that's going to play a part in the fight. And um, I think both girls are very, very durable. And I just can't wait to see it. But it's a great addition to our undercard, though. Very, very great. 100%. That made the card perfect, you know. It was already good with you and Savannah, but it, it kind of put that fight up there. I'm happy to be a part of women's boxing to be able to add to that, you know, going yeah. across the pond, fighting in the U.K. at the O2 Arena in front of 20,000. I'm just excited that, you know, um, I worked so hard in my career to even be able to do these kind of things. You know, I think people forget that I was born in Flint. I was born poor. And the only thing I've ever done was box and finish high school. So mm. boxing has been my life since the age of 11. So I'm 27 now. I've boxed for more years than I was, than I've been alive, you know, 16 yes. plus 11, you know. So mm. I've been just enjoying this journey for 16 years. And it took a lot to get here. A lot of haters on the way, a whole bunch of doubters. But I am what I said I am. I'm making millions of dollars. I make a lot of money in MMA. I'm known worldwide. I, I'm about to sell out the O2 Arena. And you're about to get married. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to get married too, but still. Just, I'm the one that no, I... That and that, come, that, that comes with, you know, with a price. Because when you shine like you do and you call yourself the GOAT, you're a target at times. And we, yeah. cho we chop it up often with uh, a fighter by the name of Jessica McCaskill that has had your name in her mouth and, and wants to fight with you at some point. Uh, why, why has it, I mean, obviously there's a disparity in weight, but she's willing to go up to 154 to fight you. What's uh, stopping from that fight from happening? She capped. Her and Rick, her and Rick Ramos capped. I've so seen them in person. So they're lying. Yes. They don't Rick, want to fight you. They're using my name to sell 
to sell her because don't nobody know who she is. Whenever you mention Clarissa Shield, everybody clicking on it. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? No. What you mean? What you mean? You seen them in person though? I saw them in person up at the Zone Boxing Fights, and you're both on a broadcasting team and stuff. First of all, Jessica McCaskill didn't even want to say hi, bye, look at me the wrong way, no nothing. Rick Ramos, I had some words for his ass. Mm. So I well, had talked well, to well, him. Here's the stage. You can say Yeah, and he had, oh, you know, it's just the internet and this and that. I'm like, no, you very disrespectful. And I want to tell you, see your face, like, for you to be as disrespectful as you is upon the internet, you don't even say, hey, how you doing, Clarissa? No, nothing. You know, you act like you scared to talk to me, but... I want to let him know, like, you know, do you and Jessica McCaskill, do y'all really want smoke? And he even said, he just like, oh, she's too smart. Yeah, I know. I know that. So quit talking about fighting me. And no, and no, she won't come up to 54 because we know that I was undisputed at 54. So I can go down to 54 whenever the hell I feel like it. So no, that's, so no, that's cap. That's cap. And I will, if she want to fight out, and if she want to fight me, we're going to fight at 147 for all the belts so I can be undisputed four times. Ooh, so you're willing to make 47 to fight her to take on for all those belts? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. And she know, and, and they know that. And no, you're not going to put a weight restraint on me. I'm going to make the weight class and rehydrate like I do for every other fight. You're not going to put 195 pounds. I've Come never on, won, I've, I've never went in, I've never went into the ring more than 169 and I fought wow. at 168. Wow. I'm not I'm not that big as everybody thinks. I'm just tall. All right, Clarissa, good luck on September 10th. Looking forward, we'll be tuned in. Wish I yes. could be in the building. Clarissa Shields, folks. Listen, Barack, I mean, Clarissa wants this girl bad. I don't think I've ever seen her this charged up for a fight. Man, she's always charged like this. You know, it's just that no one really had a foothold over her. Now, it it's up. It's just Clarissa who chooses to accept when people say, you know, she beat her before. And I know Clarissa really don't care about you beating her in the amateurs. But nobody ever had anything to say about Clarissa. The thing that I don't like is that I think Savannah Marshall should have more respect for a person that has paved the way for you, so for you. Like, yes, you beat her as a little girl, but she's accomplished way more than you will ever accomplish, basically. She's right. 31 years old. She's never won anything in the in the Olympics. So she's already accomplished more than what Savannah will ever accomplish. You know, winning two gold medals, undisputed in two weight classes, champion in three weight classes, you know, so you should give her a little bit more respect. I, I would like it more if she'd be like, you know, I respect her for all of her accomplishments and what she's done for women's box. Savannah has done nothing for women's boxing yet. Right. You know, Clarissa has literally paved the way for girls like Savannah. Yeah, she should have a little bit more respect, but I guess, you know, that's the only thing she has to hold on to, the fact that she beat her. She has to sell the fight, and she's done a good job at doing so. Oh, but she knows, she knows that means nothing, too. She, ain't, she even admitted no, it. In, uh, of in course, too. but what I'm saying is, had she not been as vocal as she has been, and maybe borderline disrespectful to Clarissa, this fight probably wouldn't be as big as it, 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 it is now. So, right. But I want to get into the co-main, because this could be a main event in itself. Talk about bad blood. Talk about two females not liking each other. And, you know, a lot of times, Barack, I go into, a, you know, going into certain female fights, there's always one that's so much better than the other one. Even though, you know, there might be one that has a winning record or maybe even hold the strap, but there's always 
oh, the A side is always a lot better. In this particular fight, both these girls have skills, plenty of it. And maybe McKenna might be a little bit more accomplished, but Baumgartner came on the scene and is wrecking shop and has shown that she has power. I'm so excited about this fight. These girls don't like each other, Barack. I don't know how to pick a winner for this one. Listen, I'm glad you said Baumgartner came on the scene because that's basically what um, Michaela Mayer is saying. She's saying, like, who are you? You know, I was in the Olympics. I was, I was good in the amateurs. I never heard of you. All of a sudden, you, you, you got one fight, you beat Terry Harper, and here you are. And one thing I could say is that she's saying, you know, you came out of nowhere. She's saying, Michaela May is saying you came out of nowhere. And I think that coming out of nowhere doesn't necessarily discredit her, especially her, right. you know, because Andy Ruiz came out of nowhere. You know, Glenn Johnson, remember him? He came out of nowhere, you know, well, and became, I think he had fight of the year. That year he knocked out Roy Jones Jr. and he beat Antonio Tarver. So, so many fighters come out of nowhere. And I always say, you never know a fight is great until they have the opportunity to prove their greatness. You know, and I think that's what Alicia has. Now, I am so excited about this, this weekend of fights. Now, sometimes you're excited because the fights mean something. You know, like in this fight, there's four belts if you count the IBO, you know, up for grabs. You know, the fight means something. He's actually the best in that division, 130 pounds. So, and they're fighting each other. And other times you, you, you're excited about a fight because of the trash talk, you know, kind of like Javante Davis versus Roley. You know, there was no title really involved or Roley is not one of the top guys in the sport, but he was talked so much. He just wanted to see that fight. This particular fight has both, just like Savannah Marshall and Clarissa Shields, I think, that one, too, has both components. And I think this is just an incredible, incredible weekend. Michaela Mayer has proven herself in the amateurs, and she's also proven herself in the pros. And this is just an opportunity for Alicia to prove herself. And these women have been campaigning, hey, we fight, we train just as hard. We want that level of respect. We want to get paid that much. And I agree with them wholeheartedly, 100%. So here's the big stage. This is the stage to prove to the world that, hey, we have skills, power, and we can entertain fight fans. So there's so much at stake beyond the belts for all of these women, for women's boxing. They are representing women's boxing on this weekend, and I'm excited about it. And Clarissa Shields gets an opportunity, Barack, to shut Savannah Marshall up, or Savannah Marshall gets an opportunity to prove that she got something over Clarissa. That she's right. She gets to prove that she's great. Now, you know I hate them talking about oh, 10 years ago, what happened 10 years ago. What the hell? If anybody is the same person they were 10 years ago, then they got a problem. You know, they didn't grow. You know, Clarissa's in the prime of her life. That wasn't the prime back then. You know, prime of her career, 27 years old, 17 years old. I mean, think about this. Yes, she beat Clarissa. But the only reason why you mention it is because you're the only one who beat Clarissa. That's incredible to me. Nobody else beat her. Many people beat Savannah Marshall in, in, in the amateurs, and nobody cares about that. I don't care who beat Savannah Marshall in the amateurs. And, and, and the girls that beat Savannah Marshall, there's girls who beat Savannah Marshall multiple times. Clarissa beat them multiple times. Bro, there's people that beat which, Floyd Mayweather which, which mean, in the amateurs. Yo, yeah, you know what? Andy, Andy Ruiz, exactly. Beautiful point, Ark. Thank you. Andy Ruiz just fought the other night, right? And he's at the top of the sport. And now he's there very close to a title shot or shot with Deontay Wilder. And that 
after that, definitely you get in the title shot again, hopefully, you know. But he he lost to guys like Zhang, Michael Hunter, Oscar Rivas. None of those guys are close to fighting Andy Ruiz right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So on, we could go like, on. It, no, it doesn't matter. List. It doesn't matter to amateurs. No, no, it doesn't matter. Maybe he can season you and it makes you better. And also, she won Clarissa won two gold medals. And um, yo, she's a savage because did you hear what she said? <laughs> she, I think it was uh, the gloves are off on, on that show. Uh, that was freaking brilliant. These these two are just incredible. Well, what did she say? So, what did she say? She share, said, share she said, with the fans. Well, well, um, Johnny Nelson asked asked um, Savannah Marshall, "Are, are you upset? Or, or, or no? Oh, you yes. think, do you think that Clarissa Shields is upset that you beat oh, her? You know, you think that she's still mad? And she was like, "Are you? Are you Clarissa?" And then Clarissa was like, "Are you?" upset that you didn't win a gold medal like she said something <laughs> like that she's like you should be because you let your country down yeah, you yeah, lost yeah. in the I first round like that was savagery that was a great real like great this comment. right here this is listen, a brilliant fight um this is this is just an amazing card and i'm, I'm looking forward to watching it i i don't particularly want to make a prediction I'm, i've made predictions and sometimes i'm out there with it um, obviously, those who know me Sometimes know. <laughs> those who know me mean? know I'm a big Clarissa supporter, so I got to route my girl Clarissa on this. And I'm just gonna flat out and say it, you know. And yo, uh, the British I, ride with theirs. Like, why can't yeah, we? Listen, I'm riding with Clarissa now. As far as as far as a co-main, I'm not gonna give you a prediction. I like both girls. I think they're skilled. They got a lot of energy. I love what they bring to women's boxing, to boxing in general. So I'm not gonna make a prediction on that one. I'm just gonna enjoy it and watch it. But I know Clarissa is going to come back um, victorious, at least in my opinion. And it's going to be a hell of a show. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just like what I was saying with Baumgartner. Like, she went in there after not fighting any of the top competition against Terry Harper and knocked her out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. She got, she had the chance to prove her greatness. So you don't really know every fight. And now Savannah Marshall was knocking people out. And kind of like what Clarissa was saying is true. I think the last fight she had against Femke, that was a good, that was a good opponent. You know, Clarissa also fought Femke. Clarissa beat her every single round. Savannah Marshall knocked her out in the third round. So she, it shows she does have pop. And that's a legitimate 160 pounder. But the person before that was Lolita or, or maybe even um, Maria um, Lindbergh. Those two were smaller fighters, last minute replacements, you know, fight at 147, one fights at 150, fought Hannah Rankin after that at 150. That's Maria, you know, so. And none yeah, of she, that really means nothing, Barack. Yeah, when it comes to comparing opponents, I fought this person, you fought. We what, what I'm saying is that, what, right, but what I'm saying is that there is a possibility that Savannah is great. It's just oh, that. of course. But, but people who are saying, oh, Savannah's going to box rings around and all that, you know you're only judging with your heart because she hasn't done that with top competition yet. Now you talk about Clarissa not having pop or whatever, you know, the girl she's supposed to knock out, she knocked out, you know what I'm saying? Like Sabato's back in the days when she knocked her out, she was a smaller person. She should have knocked her out. You know, she's fighting Hannah Gabriel on top girls is, is you're not going to always get the knockout and, and you don't have to be a knockout artist to be a great fighter. And, and I'm not taking, you know, me picking Clarissa, I'm not taking anything away from Savannah, not saying that she doesn't have explosive power. You know, maybe she can hurt Clarissa if she lands a big shot. That's why this fight is so exciting. That's why it's such a big card. I'm trying to give a poll. You know how you do your fake Instagram polls you used to do? Which... Top five that don't lie. <laughs> no, no, like, oh, I did a survey. I asked a lot of young people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I want to know what you think because the April 30th fight with Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano was the best event I've ever been to in my life. I agree with you. 
Do you think that I never heard a crowd like that? It was insane. Right. Do you think that this is bigger than that fight or can be bigger? No, no. Um, I, I, as far as Kennedy, it's in a different I, country that loves boxing more, though. Yeah, yes, I, I just, I just think there's so there was so much history in that fight. You know, Amanda Serrano was has been considered one of the best in the world for a very long time and is the most accomplished. Katie Taylor is probably the biggest star in the sport outside of Clarissa Shield and is a superstar in her country, a megastar. So we knew going into that fight. Yes. that this was going to be explosive. And then it was in New York City, the mecca of boxing, yes. okay, with the Puerto Rican crowd, with the heavy Irish crowd. I mean, I don't know if anything compete with that. Now, this is not taken away from, from these girls that are about to mix yeah. it up this weekend. Yes, this is a country that is, uh, you know, huge on boxing, but you can't, Clarissa is proven. I don't think Savannah is yet. No, she's So not. you can't put her on the category as Katie or, a, or Amanda Serrano. So that's why it lacks that, uh, you know, that curiosity about what's going to happen. I'm not saying it's not going to be a heavy crowd there, Barack, but to be frank with you, 20, I'm not sure. And if, you was if, right. I I'm think last sure. week on the last podcast, we was arguing. I said I said something like sixty thousand or something. You was like, it's the yeah, old two, eh? The sixty. They hold twenty thousand. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll see though. You know. No, I, could, I mean, I could be wrong. I could. No, I I agree with you. But what I'm saying is that, yes, Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor was a huge deal. Two of the best women. That that's it's kind of like having Errol Spence fight Bud Crawford. That yeah. that's what that was. No, you know exactly. That's but, why that's but tough to compete. When they when they added Baumgartner versus Michaela Mayer, that, that it kind of gave up. it more more juice. It, it, you know, it gave it, it gave this particular card more attraction. Well, 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 guess and it what, made Brian? it bigger. We'll find out this weekend on how big that fight fight is, and everybody else will find out. So make sure you tune in. And Barack, I think now we can say episode three is in the books. So, right? Hope you right, guys right, right, right. enjoyed it. Peace and I come, love. I come, I come with the books in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? I come throwing the books. Peace and love. Stay safe. See you next week.